What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Tween Innings Baseball Podcast. I'm one uh, your only host for today's episode, Nick Rosado. You can find me on my multiple Twitter accounts. I respect all rise, except the S respect the two. And at Rosado underscore Nick. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Nick Rosado5. Today I got new episode for you. Um about a month since our uh, last episode. Uh, it was around, you know, the second week in December. Um, Aaron Judge had signed, Trey Turner had signed, a couple of big names off the board, some big signings. But post uh, post holiday season, happy holidays, we want to get that out. And post New Year, happy New Year. Um, bunch of more big names off the board now. Um, guys switching teams, leaving teams they've been with their whole career. Guys having contract drama. So um, we're here to discuss all that um, and more. Um, so we're going to start with Wilson Contreras, uh, departed the Chicago Cubs for the St. St. Louis Cardinals in division rival. I mean, historic rival for that matter. Contreras signing a five year. Eighty seven. Point five million dollar deal. Um, so that is the largest financial deal in Cardinals history among players who hadn't previously played for the organization. Um so that includes a club option for 2028. Uh, Contreras, a lifelong Cub up to this point, joins the Cardinals team that is losing legend Yadier Molina, potential future Hall of Famer due to retirement. Um, Contreras was also um, speaking with the Astros. I mean, he almost got traded at the trade deadline this year to that team, um, but the Cubs started, decided to, you know, hold on to him and now they're going to get they got nothing for him um with him departing in free agency uh Contreras he was an all-star this year if I'm not mistaken I'm, yeah he definitely was an all-star this year and he hit um 243 with a 349 on base and 46 slugging he had a 132 WRC plus um with 3.3 war accumulated he had 22 homers had 55 RBIs um in 2022 season with the Cubs not with the Cubs did not play so well um, throughout the year, but Contreras joining the reigning National League Central champions um, who, other than hit, you know signing him this offseason, they've retained Nolan Arenado as a result of him not opting out of his contract, um, but they did lose Jose Quintana, who was their game one starter in the postseason, but I guess you could say it was expendable considering they have a good amount of you know, starting pitching you know, on their squad. So, um you know, he's going to be the everyday catcher. He's You can hit fifth in the order and give protection to an Arenado and Goldschmidt. Um, the Cardinals didn't go after one of the big-name shortstops, so this is the big signing of the offseason for them. Um, he's had seven MLB seasons, slash 256, had 349 and 459. Um, and, you know, he can be used as the DH as well. Um, because they have another hole there following full host, you know, also retiring. So um, this is a team that's going to be looking to continue their dominance over the NL Central as recent as last year. Um, you know, it wasn't a division that was really contested throughout the year, but um, the Cardinals being in the NL Central – are in a situation where they win, they win the division, but when it comes down to the postseason, um, 
there are some dogs out there in the NL East and the NOS, and it's the same thing in the American League as well that they're going to have to contend with. So, I mean, listen, the Cardinals haven't made a bunch of big moves, you know, throughout the, you know, in the offseason. Um, however, they um, still have an amazing team. Uh, signing Contreras is definitely an upgrade. Um, not just no disrespect to Yadi Molina. I love Yadi, but however, the back end of Square obviously a little bit of a decline. We were seeing him offensively. Um, so, signing Contreras is big for the Cardinals. Um, hurts you know the Cubs a little bit um but they've made some a couple of you know signings as well so um the three-time all-star heading to St. Louis um it's gonna be exciting to see how this plays out and how big of a difference he makes um that not not necessarily in that um divisional race but in a pennant race um down the line you know September October um so yeah another big move um made um Masata Aka Yoshida um, came over from the MPB, I think it was, and he's going to the Boston Red Sox. Yes, he's signing with the Red Sox. He got posted, I think, in December. Um, for an outfielder, signs a five-year deal, and um, the terms of the contract, I it was a $90 million contract, um, and the Red Sox have to pay his former team the buffalo uh, orcs buffaloes um 15.375 million dollars um for signing yoshida it's based on the contract that he signed um and it doesn't count towards our competitive you know balance tax payroll so um he's a high you know he's a guy who gives you quality at bat he can make a lot of contact um he lengthens the red sox signup for sure um this is a team that last year struggled you know they came in fifth place in the American League. didn't have really isn't their pitching didn't help at all, but they had a lot of guys in there who wouldn't give you competitive at bat. So, um, you know, it'd be a lot, be a lot of out oh, three pitches and out type th- type deal for the Red Sox, and um, they just need more guys who can compete in the batter's box. I mean, they lost a big one, as I'll talk about, you know, a little bit later. Um, but Yoshida is definitely a great signing for them. Uh, he has last season he walked eighty times. And he only struck up 41 times. He had a 447 on base percentage last season. Um, in seven seasons in the, in the MPB with the Oryx, he batted 327. He had a 421 on base and a 539 um, slugging. He had 161 doubles, seven triples, 133 homers, and 467 RBIs. He had 21 homers last season, and his career high is 29. So um he led them. He, he led you know the Buffaloes to their first Japan Series title in 26 years um, last season, and um, he didn't accrue the necessary service time um, to become an international free agent. So you know the posting fee way was the only way he can get to Major League Baseball uh, this year. Um, he's not the only you know Japanese star to head over to Major League Baseball this year. The other being Kodai Senga, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, so what does this mean for the Red Sox? Well, they get to put, slot him in that outfield with Alex Verdugo. And um, I'm not sure who they're going to have playing center field next year. I mean, I'm blanking right now on who's on their, that Red Sox roster, but um, they just need some guys. If we're being honest, um, it's, it's a good get for the Red Sox. Uh, there's a lot of this offseason talks about what their plan was, considering last year was a disappointment coming off of the ALCS appearance they had in 2021. Um, you know, you didn't know if they were going to resign Xander, you know, Devers extension and, you know, a little bit up in the air. Um, 
were they going to go after one of the big shortstops in case they didn't resign Xander? And um, are they in a position to still compete? Because they got the Yankees, they got the Blue Jays, and even the Rays and Orioles jumped them in the division this year. Um, were they going to hit, you know, hit the reset button and go on a rebuild? No one really knew. So um, this is, I guess, a they're I don't get I don't think they're doing necessarily a rebuild. They're kind of doing um, just a retool. I guess you could say, I don't think this move puts them um, in the upper echelon of the, at least certainly not the American league, but uh, it's not something def definitely not something that you could um, complain about, you know, if you're a Red Sox fan. So Masataka Yoshida agrees to a deal with the Red Sox. He's heading to Boston. The next deal we're going to talk about, and I just mentioned him, Xander Bogarts, the longtime Red Sox shortstop is leaving Beantown. He's headed to the San Diego Padres on an 11-year, $280 million deal. What a shocker this was. I mean, oh, my God. The Padres, NLCS last year, lost in five games to the Phillies. And Bogarts leaves the Red Sox team he's been with since forever um, for a team that already has a bunch of star players, Manny Machado. Juan Soto, Fernando Tati Jr., who is going to come back this year following his injury slash PED suspension. Um, so Xander's going to play short. Uh, that means Tatis is going to move into the outfield on that team. And, you know, it was kind of a surprise to see Xander get an 11-year deal, um, you know, considering a lot of people had him getting a seven- or eight-year deal at the most. I mean, not a lot of people thought he'd get 11 years, but I don't know. The, the, the Padres have been wilding a little bit this offseason. You know, they gave Trey Turner a bigger contra, a bigger offer, apparently, than that 11-year deal he got from Philadelphia. They get, apparently had an offer on the table for Judge at 10, 10 years, 400. Um, so this was, I guess, their um, way of turning around and Stokes getting a big bat that they wanted in their lineup after failing to sign Turner and Judge. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Tatis moving into the outfield and how that fares, um, even considering, you know, that fact they hasn't played Major League Baseball in what, a year and a half, it feels like. Um, but, you know, Bogarts won two World Series in Boston. He was an all four-time All-Star. Um, this past season, in 2022, he hit 307. He had a 377 on base with a 456 slugging, had a 134 WRC+, plus, 15 homers, 73 RBIs. 6.1 war accumulated. So, um, you know, obviously Xander, not the best with the glove. We do know that. Um, but offensively, he's one of them. He has a great eye. Um, one of, he has been one of the best offensive shortstops in the league for a couple years now. And I think that this, the, the, this shows the Padres are truly not to be messed with the season. I think that, Last year, going to the NLCS was a big thing for them, considering the previous year, um, their failure to make the postseason. Um, you know, it's been an interesting couple of years down in San Diego. 2020, they had that run. I know it was a short season, but, you know, they were pretty close. You know, neck neck with the Dodgers, people thought they could take them out that year and they ended up getting swept in the NLDS. 2021, it was a disappointment not making the playoffs. And then, you know, come 2022, you know, they um had a bit of a rocky road there, but they were able to – take control of it and get that playoff spot. And they took out the Mets in the three-game wildcard series in Queens. They took out the juggernaut Dodgers, who had over 110 wins last season. Um, they took them out in four games in the NLDS. And then 
They did lose in five games to the Phillies, but um, this is a team that is just going to get better. And a lot of people expect them to take the National League West crown the season and make a further push in the postseason. So Xander Bogarts is definitely a huge, huge signing to add to that already stacked lineup. Um, and cannot wait to see, um, you know, how things change down in San Diego with that signing. The next deal we're going to talk about is Brandon Nimmo staying with the New York Mets. I mean, now I'll talk about there, honestly. I'm going to talk about it a little bit because it's a big one of the bigger free agents, you know, signing. But um, Nimmo is just staying put, you know, with the Mets. Uh, after them losing to Grom, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that Nimmo was going to stay in Queens. He signed an eight-year deal worth $162 million. Um, he was basically regarded as the best outfielder, you know, outside of Aaron Judge this offseason on the market. In 2022, he had a 134 WRC plus. He had 274 with a 367 on base, 433 slugging. Um, he had 116 uh, homers and 64 RBIs. This is not a guy they could lose. Um, he has a 10.5 walk rate, 10% walk rate, 17.2% um, uh, K percentage, um, 317 BAPIP. So, this is a guy who gets on base. He's a good, he's he's improved defensively you know, since he got in the league and entered the league. Um, and Nemo is just like, like I say it again. He's a guy they just could not let go, especially losing their franchise player in the Grom. Um, you couldn't lose a guy of this caliber, especially out there in center field, because they're not going to have Starling Marte man center field. Uh, they need to keep Starling Marte right. Um, Nimmo is as good as he can get. You know, Alpha is one of the premier center fielders in baseball. He's a solid, um, leadoff hitter. And, um, yeah, I think that Mets fans are really happy. I know that Mets fans are really happy with this deal, you know, keeping their guy. He's been in the organization, um, since 20, well, for longer than since 2016, but his major league debut was in 2016. So, um, I think, uh, I mean, that's as long as they have stats for, but um, yeah, so Nimmo re-signs with the New York Mets. Um, another signing the Mets, Kodai Senga, um, the other player out of Japan um, to come to Major League Baseball. He signed with the Mets um, as well. Senga signed a five-year, $75 million deal, which is kind of a bargain considering the type of pitcher he is. As an opt-out clause, that'll allow him to become a free agent after the 2025 season. But um, last, you know, last year, um, or in 11 season, sorry, with uh, um, Foucault, Foucault SoftBank Hawks, he uh, had a 2.59 near array with a 1.12 whip uh, in 1,089 innings. He struck on 28% of the batters he faced, and he only walked 9%. Um, well, he did walk 100%. Um, last season, he had a 1.89 year rate and a 1.04 whip in the 148 innings for the Hawks. Um, funny story, he pitched in the 2017 World Cup Classic semifinals, um, two innings in relief against Team USA, and he struck out a couple of the you know major league all-stars at the time, Eric Hosmer, Andrew McCushion, Buster Posey, John Hossain, Christian Yelich. Um, you know, he has 101 mile per hour fastball and a great splitter. Um so this is a guy who is going to add to that already stacked Mets rotation, second best in the league. In my opinion, you know, they have Scherzer, they have Verlander. Now they have Senga, they have Quintana. Um, so, um, and 
they also have um, Carrasco. So this is um, a team that is very uh, formidable in the rotation, has a great lineup, as we just mentioned. Um, but there's one more guy that could potentially add, which is still up in the air right now. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Uh, you know, Sango, this is a guy who was coveted by a couple of teams, um, but he ends up going to the to Queens um, and just adding to that already strong Mets rotation. So the next player we're going to talk about, signing trade, it's a trade actually, is Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy departs the Oakland Athletics, traded to the Atlanta Braves, who then extended him. Uh, actually insane to me. That team, they have an unbelievable front office. They do a great job of extending and keeping their players. Um, but Sean Murphy was a three-way deal with the Braves, A's, and Brewers. It was nine players switching teams. So here was the deal. Um, Contreras, William Contreras, is going from Atlanta to Milwaukee. Um the Braves also sent left-handed starter Kyle Muller, right-handed starter Freddie Tarnock, veteran catcher Manny Pena, and minor league right-hander Royber Salinas to the A's. Um, going to Milwaukee as well as right-handers Joel Piams. Um, that's, he's coming from Oakland. And then Justin Yeager. And the Brewers are sending outfielder Estiuri Diaz to the A's. Um, the Braves gave up a lot of players, um, but they're getting Sean Murphy back, a top 10 catcher in baseball. Um, the A's got a couple of big league arms in Muller and Tarnock. Um, they've got a lot of pitching in recent trades over the last years. You know, I think in the uh, Montage trade, they got a couple of pitchers. Um, the Olsen trade, they got a couple of pitchers. So um, Murphy hit 250 last season with 332 on base and 426 slugging at 18 home runs. And he had some amazing defense. Um, he still has three years of team control remaining. Um, which is insane. Contreras was an all-star last year for the first time. He was a designated hitter, and he hit 278. He had 20 homers and 45 RBIs. Um, so looking at the prospects, you know, in this deal that were given up, um, again, once again, man, uh, mentioned it's a three, it was a three-way deal. Um, or just looking at these prospects. All right. So looking take a look at it. So talking about Muller, he uh split time between AAA, Gwinnett, and Atlanta. He had three a 3.41 ERA, a 1.18 whip, and 159 strikeouts and 40 walks in 134.2 innings. Um Ruiz didn't spend a lot of time with Milwaukee. Um he was acquired from San Diego in the hater trade at the tr- trade deadline that this past summer. Um, and he had a 329 batting average, 4 on, two on, uh, on base, 459 slugging, um, and uh, three home runs and 19 RBIs, 31 scored and 48 hits. Tarnock, uh, between AA Mississippi and AAA Gwinnett and the Braves organization, um, had a 4.05 ERA, 1.28 whip, 124 strikeouts, 44 walks in 106.2 innings. Salinas um, had... 3.55 ERA, 175 strikeouts, and 63 walks over 109 innings. And then the only prospect heading to, over to Milwaukee is Giger, um from Atlanta. In, in 49 total games, he um, owned a 3.79 ERA, 
with 81 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 52.1 innings. Um, that was between Rome, uh, Advanced State Rome, and um, Dublin, Mississippi. So those are the prospects heading in the trade. Obviously a huge get for Atlanta. Um, this is a team, I'm, although they did get upset by the Phillies in the National Division Series this year, they were able to come back from a huge deficit in the National League East or take the Mets for that division in the final week. And they're, honestly, they're top three, top three team in baseball right now. Um, probably them, uh, the Astros and the Mets, for being honest. Um, but, you know, you got to play it out on the field. So we'll see how they do because you can have all the guys, you know, in the world. But um, you saw what happened last year. They didn't finish the job. Um, but they just stacked up a little more. Um, they're a better team than they were last season. And, um, yeah, Sean Murphy over to the Braves. Chris Bassett signed with the Blue Jays, departing the New York Mets. So let's talk about that deal. Bassett signed, I think it was a three-year deal. Yep, $63 million. He's joining a huge uh, rotation in Toronto that already has Kevin Galsman, Alec Manoa, Yusei Kikuchi, Hinjin Ryu, Jose Barrios. Um, yeah, that's a pretty deep rotation. Um, he had a 3.42 ERA last year. Um, he had career-high 15 wins and 30 starts, 167 strikeouts, and 181.2 innings. Those are all career highs um, this past year with the Mets. His only season with the Mets prior to being with the Mets. He was in Oakland, another guy who was in Oakland. Um, he had his first all-star season in 2021. Um, but um, he had a 3.45 ERA, his eight-year career with a 46-34 and 34 record. Um, Toronto came in second in the American League East last year, but they got swept by the Mariners in the wild card series. So, listen, um, they've made a they've made a trade that I'll talk about a little bit, and they've signed Bassett. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, obviously signing Bassett's great, but I'm not sure how to grade the Blue Jays offseason this 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 um year. Um, I don't still don't think they're better than the Yankees. Uh, they're definitely better than the Rays. They're still the second best team in the East, but that's still where they were at the end of last season. And um, I'm still not sure they're better. Like I said, they're not better than the Yankees. I don't think they're better than the Mariners. And I don't think they're better than the Astros, which for sure, the best three teams in the American League. Not in that order, obviously. Astros, the reigning World Series champs, are the best team in the American League. But um, then the Yankees and the Mariners, I would say. So. I still don't think the Blue Jays are better than those teams, which is kind of how the end of the season worse than those three teams. And even the Guardians, you can say, is debatable. I mean, I'm not sure if the Blue Jays are even better than the Guardians. Um, although they had a better record, um, you know, it's debatable. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, this is the type of thing, like I mentioned with um, the Mastigo Yoshida deal, like, the type, like, I guess the same vibe I would give out is that no one's complaining. I mean, listen, if you're a fan of the Blue Jays, you should be happy you just signed Chris Bassett and uh, you just bolstered your rotation even more. So Bassett heads to Toronto. The next signing, which I will talk a little bit more about on my other podcast, Cool for Yankees podcast, but Carlos Rodon joined the New York Yankees on a six-year, $162 million deal. Um, creates the best rotation in baseball. Plain and simple. The Yankees have the best rotation in baseball. There's no way around it. Um, 
<laughs> Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez Jr., um, Luis Severino, Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas is their five. I understand people, a lot of people want to hate on him. He didn't pitch well. He was hurt. He was hurt all year long. Um, he had a shoulder injury. He wasn't the same afterwards. That's pretty much what you can chalk it up to. He was hurt. I don't care. I mean, I, I know I'm supposed to be talking about Rodon, but I'm going to give a little bit of rant. He was, Frankie Montas was hurt, right? Before his injury, he's one of the top 15 pitchers in the American League. He is an ace on other squads. That's just a fact, all right? I'm letting you know right now. If he's healthy, he's an ace on other teams. You might not want to admit that because you might not, you might hate the Yankees, but that's just the fact of the matter, all right? He would be an ace on another team. Then I'd say that for every pitcher in this rotation because um, Rodon could have gone to a different team and been the ace there, but Garrett goes the, the ace of the Yankees. I mean, at this point, you could say 1A and 1B, but Carlos Rodon to the Yankees is a huge signing for New York. Obviously, they haven't improved their offense. They just re-signed Judge and re-signed Rizzo, but you can never have too much pitching. And, um, you know, what better way to try to stop some big offenses with another Bulldog, a co-ace, you know, and Carlos Rodon. So I'll talk about that a little more on the core four Yankees pod, but Rodon, Bronx Bombers, um, book it, so... Next thing we're going to talk about is Andrew Benintendi. He left the New York Yankees. He's only there for half a season, right? Um, he left the Yankees for the Chicago White Sox. That deal just became official a couple of days ago. So that's that's um interesting signing for the White Sox. I mean, it's something, something they coveted for a minute now, but considering how they left off last season, it's really interesting because this is a team who – disappointed last season for sure they were not they did not play up to standards they did not play up to expectations at all last season so to see um now i want to say the signing is interest is surprising but it's the type of thing where i would say um it's gonna be interesting to see how much how big of an effect this has on the team um because did I mean, I don't even know what how you would judge what type of position they're in. I mean, listen, they're still not better. I don't, I don't think they're better than Cleveland. Cleveland's made some moves this offseason. Um, and they kind of like had their window. I mean, they kind of had their window. Tim Anderson's gonna be a free agent, I think, after this season. They lost Jose Brew to the Astros. Um, they're kind of just there now. I mean, they had their like I said, they had their window in 2020. And 2021, 2020, they got into the into the expanded playoffs and they lost to the A's in the wild card series. And then in 2021, they won the AL Central, but then they lost to the Astros in four. Um, obviously, it's a big big deal for Benintendi. You know, five year, seventy five million dollar deal, three million signing bonus. It's the largest contract ever given out in franchise history. Um, Benintendi. Um, Hit three, he slashed 318, 384, and 428 in 2022 against right handers, which they needed for sure. They didn't really have, um, you know, a lot of great hitters against right handed pitching. They have a lot of right handed hitters in their lineup, um, and they really weren't a great defensive team last year. They went 81 81, so they went 500. Um, They're a better overall team, you could say. Um, Elo Jimenez is probably going to play a lot of the age, so that you know frees up the spot in the outfield for Benintendi. Um, but in 2022, he was an American League All Star. His stats: 
304, 373, 399. He had five homers, 51 RBIs, and eight stolen bases, 54 runs scored. Um, Yankees, he started off slow with the Yankees when he got there, but he started to pick it up right before he had that. Um, what was it? A right, it was it was a hand injury. I think it was a right hand mate. I can't remember exactly what the you know injury was, but um Ben Intendi um departs the Yankees for the White Sox. He only played with the Yankees for three or three games, he split between the Royals and the Yankees. Um he gets the deal he wanted, five year deal. Um and yeah, I mean, in terms of how the White Sox project next year, that's a hard team to judge because if they hit expectations, then potentially they could win the central, right? They could find lining about and take the central way back, take it back from Cleveland. But at the same time, um, don't be surprised if it's another midseason. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, the next deal we're going to talk about was another trade. Dalton Varsho traded from the Diamondbacks to the um, Blue Jays. It was a two-for-one swap. Varsho goes over to Toronto. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., outfielder, goes over to um, Arizona, along with catching prospect Gabriel Moreno. Um, the Diamondbacks have a surplus in their outfield, and the Blue Jays have a surplus of catchers. So um, it was an easy deal you know, to swap. Uh, Varsho had 27 homers um, in 2022. He has a well above average defense in center and in right. Um, he hit 235, 302, and 433. He's 16 bases. Moreno was one of the best, is one of the best prospects in baseball. He's a top 10 prospect. He has great bat to ball skills and he has a freaking cannon. Um, he, had, he did play a little bit with the Blues this year. He hit 319. 356, 377, and 73 plate appearances. Only struck out eight times and threw out seven of 17 runners. Um, the Blue Jays have Alejandro Kirk, who's an all-star this year behind the plate, and Danny Jansen as their backup. And they wanted to add a left-handed bat to their lineup really bad. You know, um, they added Kevin Kiermaier this offseason to play center field, which can allow them to keep Springer in right. They did trade away um, Teoscar Hernandez, but they still have Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette. I mentioned Chapman and Matt Chapman. So um, they have a lot of right-handed hitters, but they wanted to, like I said, get a couple of left-handed hitters to complement the lineup. And I think that the makeup, you know, the high, the great defense and um, power um, element that Varsho brings to the Toronto team is something that they craved. So, um, you know, it's on a good deal. It was, it was a, at first it was a type of deal where potentially a head scratcher, but considering the like last couple seasons that like last year, the past seasons, but especially last year that Guriel had, um, I guess you could say it's a push or you can even say the blue just got a little bit, you know, slightly better again, not better than the Yankees, but, um, you know, they're a better defensive team now. And, uh, yeah. So, on to the last three topics of discussion I'm going to, you know, talk about. So, uh, Nathan Evaldi is headed to the Texas Rangers. He joins that formidable, well, I guess say formidable rotation down in Texas. Uh, two-year, $34 million contract. He joins Jacob DeGrom, who signed the five-year deal with Texas 
earlier, um, you know, in the offseason. Um, he only pitched, had 20 starts this year. He went 6-3 and three with a 387 ERA and a 1.23 whip. Um, obviously, this is a guy who, when he's healthy, when he's on, is really great. He had a great 2021 for the Red Sox, helping lead them to the NL. I mean, sorry, ALCS. Um, but he did battle some injuries this year, and um, I think the key for him is just staying healthy. That's been kind of a, kind of a theme throughout his career. I mean, I would know he was a Yankee. You know, a couple of years ago, he had to get Tommy John at one point, and then he was in Tampa Bay, and he got traded to the Red Sox. So um, he's joining rotation that you know includes obviously Degrom, like I said earlier a couple of seconds ago, uh, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Martin Perez, and maybe Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi, not Odorizzi. Um, so see this, uh, I already said two rotations that were better, but the Rangers, I think fan graphs wise are projected to be the second rotation. I'd still have the Mets over them, but, um, this is a team that, um, has gotten better, obviously pitching wise this off season. I mean, listen, I'm not going to tell you that this rotation is going to shut every single lineup in the world down, but however, there's no, they're, these are no scrubs in the rotation. Um, these guys are guys who go out there and give you quality innings. And, um, I mean, hell, they're the best pitcher in baseball now on Jacob DeGrom. So, um, you know, we're going to see how they fare in that American League West, um, considering the Astros um, over the last couple of years. I mean, maybe not last year, considering the Mariners took a huge step forward. But over the last couple of years, the Mariners have had that division to just beat up on but maybe it won't be so easy now um for them but we'll see and um yeah so congrats to Ivaldi heading to the Rangers departing the Red Sox um speaking of the Red Sox Rafael Devers extension to stay in Boston long term an 11 year 331 million dollar contract no one no one really knew what was going to happen with the Red Sox and Devers I mean there have been talks that they were an extension discussions or throughout the offseason they lost Bogart so a lot of people are like oh they're gonna lose Devers next offseason just because that's how it's gonna go and they're gonna lose another franchise player after losing obviously I just said Bogarts with Mookie Betts a couple years ago um the deal goes into effect this year um and um you know it includes a $20 million signing bonus. Uh, last season, he hit 295, 358, and 521 with 27 homers, 88 RBIs in 141 games for the red last place Boston Red Sox. Um, obviously, he's one of the best third basemen in the league. He is a straight – he can mash, bro. He can mash. Um, and we knew that. Um, they have lost a couple of big guys on their team, but, you know, Keeping Devers was something they definitely needed to do, no doubt. Um, they could not lose Rafael Devers, you know, especially after losing Bogarts. You know, that famous would not have been happy. Obviously, you still would have had this year with the team, but you didn't want to let him into free agency because you would have had the likes of the Dodgers, the Mets heading after him. So um, maybe Padres if Machado opted out. So um, we'll see. Um how the Red Sox play this year, but one thing is for certain, they have Rafael Devers in being town for a long time. So Rafael Devers, congrats on your major extension. Um, he's staying in Boston. And now to the final person to discuss. Let me check my phone and make sure nothing has happened since I started recording this, just in case, so I could break news live. But I do not think 
this guy is officially signed yet. No, as far as I see, he is not for signed yet. So technically, technically, Carlos Correa is still a free agent. Um, he is not signed, but he is pretty much he's in agreement, but he has not signed. But at the same time, they're still discussing the deal. Carlos Correa initially signed a deal with the San Francisco Giants. This was a couple days after Aaron Judge signed, after the Giants lost out on Judge, right? It was reported that Correa and the Giants had agreed to a 13-year, $350 million contract, which was a franchise record, right? Correa was going to head to San Francisco, had no trade clause, and he was going to, you know, basically be the franchise cornerstone for that team. And he had gotten the contract. He was going to get the contract he wanted. Um, you know, after the last offseason, having to settle for the three-year, was it 10, you know, you know $103.5 million deal that he was – what it was something, something like that, that he had last offseason with Minnesota that included opt-outs. He got the big contract that he wanted, right? But went for his physical, Giants flagged it. They saw something they did not like, right? Um, Correa's physical revealed a problem, according to the Giants. Correa's camp uh, contends that their, you know, the physical was fine, and you know, um, Giants backed out of the deal, as you could say, or he technically was still raging because there's no deal agreed to, and. The physical, apparently what was the problem in the physical was his leg. It wasn't his back, which he's had problems with in his career. But, you know, there was, um, um, it was his, his, his leg. He had surgery on it a couple of years ago when he was with the Astros and there's a plate, you know, you know, in his leg, he had a fracture right fibula in 2014. Um, and I, that I think they said there's a plate you know, his leg and, you know, maybe there's something wrong with that. So basically the Giants like what they saw in the physical and that allowed another team to swoop in the New York Mets. New York Mets swooped in and signed Carlos Correa to a 12-year, three to $15 million deal after the Giants deal was postponed. Mets fans happy everywhere. Giants fans upset. Everyone confused. But ding, ding, ding. That deal is still in limbo as well as Correa's physical also was seen with problems from the Mets side. And now they are still negotiating. They're talking about the language of the contract. Oh, if you don't play this many games, we don't have to pay you this amount of money. Or, you know, um, if you are out for the season, the contract is void. Whatever the hell they want to make the language of the contract be, they're discussing it now. But he still is open to sign with other teams. There's a lot. The belief is that the Mets and Correa will get it done. But there's been reports over the last couple of days that teams are reaching out. The Twins, you know, his, team, his employer this past year uh, might have reached out. Um that's the main team we've heard. Uh, we don't know about other teams. I mean, who knows, right? Um, obviously, there's a problem with the physical. Um, and, you know, as a Yankee fan, you can hear my thoughts on this on the Core 4 pod, considering, you know, the Yankees still have IKF shortstop, but that's a discussion for that podcast. But obviously, there's some concern 
I think if he goes through the free agency for a third time, he's not getting no 10, no, you know, double digit year deal. Damn. He might not even get more than six years. Uh, I could see him be going into a situation where he has to agree to another short-term deal like he did with Minnesota this past year. And then prove he can stay and not necessarily prove he can put the numbers up. Cause we all know that. I mean, I'm not sure why I was a question off season, but this time around prove he can stay healthy for a full year and then get the big contract the next offseason. Or who knows, maybe for since this has happened, he will forever be in a situation where no one's going to trust his health. Because um, maybe people think that, you know, it's an injury waiting to happen at any moment. So there's still no clarity on what's going to happen. I mean, Steve Cohen said that there should be a resolution soon. So we'll see what happens with Carlos Correa. Um, that's pretty much it up to date on all the signings, trades. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at between innings one. I want to thank you for listening. Um, happy new year once again, and I'll see you next time on the between innings baseball podcast. Peace.